Hey guys. How is our family doing? That's for the homies. Everybody, come on, check it out, check it out. Yeah, that's what we do, that's how we do it. That's Posty, guys. Welcome back. Welcome back to the Anfield Odd Times podcast, where we talk about football. How's everybody doing? And I got my accomplice, Mr. Malik, riding on the street, ready to talk about football as long as he wants. It's what he does. It's what he does in his sleep. Always thinking about football. Always talking about football. Live and breathe in it. It's for the fans. How are you guys doing? What's up, people? Hope you guys are having a good morning here. Welcome back. It is 7th of July, Sunday. Tell us where all you guys are at and which part of the world you guys are at. And we will put all of you guys on the show. We'll give all of you guys shout outs. Yeah. So, we woke up to this morning to some really cool news that... Mr. Malik, give it to him. And the news is that... That Sweden won the bronze. The women's national teams won the bronze at the, at the Women's World Cup. Well, not to be offensive to the women or anything, but I thought the match between Sweden and England was like an under-15 boys match. It was so slow. Oh, come on, man. <laughs> the way Don't the be no. It wasn't like, that slow either, bro. They were very slow. you got to look at the highlights, man. They were just putting in boxes and balls it's in the all, box. It's a part of the live match. Yeah, hoping it, to, like... <laughs> it wasn't <laughs> that it was good funny. possession play, it like, funny. connecting... It the, was like boys running after the ball and everyone was, like, just trying to, like, get the ball and just keep it to themselves. And you it's know? really funny how, like, small kids, like, it seems like hit the ball so far, it's going there. Yeah. I mean, the England under-15 boys team was disappointed they weren't called up to play for the English women's team because they would have done much better at this stage, I think. But kudos to, you know, the Swedish team that held their nerves and won it at the night. They, they got the bronze, yeah. Today is the final, of course, between USA and the Netherlands. The Netherlands making their first World Cup final in the women's category ever. And, uh, they're I think, the underdogs, right? Yeah, I think they're going to get whiplashed by a US side. The <laughs> US women's national team has had its dominance and we all know about that. Yeah, they're like... They're like men on steroids, the US men on steroids. Did you know? see the celebration thing, uh, the whole reaction going on across the internet? Well, I don't mind, you know, uh, if you're going to be 
that good uh, i mean you're allowed to be arrogant unless someone knocks you off your pedestal which is so, very difficult so so what happened was that in the quarter finals and the semi finals they did a celebration where they were drinking tea and their main it's like they were drinking a shot or a tea it's like a sort of celebration you can think what you want bro you guys can imagine what you want and then there's this and their striker like alex morgan did that and another person did that and the whole team did too so megan rapping now yeah yeah mr malik rapping now she also did that she she's a very good athlete yeah she's the one who told that uh, she said that you know i'm not going to go to the white house at all to see trump and uh, after that trump uh, on twitter they, after posted, they if they win the world cup they won't so chum said that he will invite first the women's team needs to win something so that they can be invited to the white house so the women's team replied that we don't want to go to the white house so chum was like really pissed off about this he's like listen you're disrespecting the flag and the country you're playing for but regardless if you win or lose i am inviting you to the white house being the bigger man but you know yeah now that so much media so many people are talking about like for curb it down for us soccer is all about women playing it you yeah. know do you see what happened to the men's team yeah. right now they got kicked out no they haven't they yeah. made it to the finals of the gold cup man yeah, what are you saying they just scraped those victories i mean yeah they fought hard against the team and who did they play against krokao krokao which is a very All small those shit teams they they got to face mexico they just kolkata actually lost to india 7-0 in a friendly i remember 3 4 years back yeah, and yeah. it's ranked even lower than india and us could only manage one goal the main team which had kristen pulisic and everyone in the fls who was like a known star all of them playing who, who actually earn 6 million a year 10 million a year no 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 no, no dude mls salaries i understand just series about this I'll give you a honest breakdown about it. So the stars would be earning that much, but you know, youngsters and people coming up would not be even be making a year, may million. It's like for so like people like Josie Altidore, who have played in the MLS through all. He's a veteran football. The youngsters don't youngsters. make anywhere. Let no, me tell you. Are you serious? Kylian Mbappe is making <laughs> seven, eight, nine million. That guy is million. like the next wave of Ronaldo, man. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, Felix is now going to make that kind of These money. These guys are one in like billions, man. Yeah, Talk about the most kind of money. Marcus Rashford is making that money. Jesse Lingard is. Making, you want me to go on? There's an entire list of youngsters which are earning really big money. Raheem Sterling is the most sought after. His fucking release clause is one fifty mil, and at the age of twenty two, he's played more games he's than. He's twenty four. At 24, he's played more games than fucking Joe Hart has played since he started his career. Yeah, and that is saying a lot. <laughs> you know, that's a crazy stat. And it is actually true, man, because people like Joe Hart and uh, Raheem Sterling. When Joe Hart was 24, he was nowhere near the class the of team. Raheem Sterling. Nowhere man. near the first team. He was like a fringe Born player for. fringe player for city you know so if you're talking about youngsters getting paid well christian pulisic is going to make so much bank now that he's yeah. going to move to chelsea yeah. so there's nothing like jordan sancho's holding out for a big paycheck matias dilit is getting such a big paycheck frankie de jong is getting a neymar is getting a paycheck like usman usman dembele is getting a paycheck man kya lega aur if you want to make it big I agree that you have to pay in competitions which are competitive but the US players right now 
आई थिंक इफ इफ बार्सोलोना वॉन्ट्स टू बाई एलेक्स मॉर्गन टू प्ले विन मेसी आई डोंट थिंक आई बी सरप्राइज बाई दैट यू नो वेन्स टीम आर लाइक इन नॉच अबव द मेन्स टीम एंड इफ दे ट्राई टू प्ले कंट्री इन विच द वेमेन्स टीम इज मच मच इज लाइक टेन टाइम्स बेटर दैन द मेन्स टीम एंड इंफ्रास्ट्रक्चर इन द कंट्री सो दैट टैलेंट कैन डेवेलप रोमर वेर द यू एस वुमेन्स टीम इन्वाइटेड द यू एस मेन्स टीम टू प्ले वन ऑन वन फ्रेंडली एंड दे रिफ्यूज बिकॉज दिन गेट देर एज एंडेड सो लाइक Christian Pulisic might be like the next uh, Hazard or whatever for Chelsea yeah. but uh, yeah currently he's the you know he's the chicharito of USA right now his manager is going to be Mr Lampard what do you got to say about that well i think uh, he's not going to see much of lampard because 3 months into the job so we all know what's going to happen yeah as the yeah. prediction everybody is saying every i know all of you guys probably because thinking that he's going to get fired in 6 months 2019 20 is going to be the most competitive you thought the leicester season was something bro, big bro guys every season is competitive no no, no more no. than the other yes, one agreed but this time teams like liverpool and city know that they're not going to have unbeaten seasons like last one yeah Team Teams are going to totally, come hard yeah. at them. They know how to break them down. And teams who've done well against Liverpool, they won those matches on repeat. There are teams like Leicester, West Ham, and Wolves and Everton who are pushing for that six top six spot. And you know, the team which is most in danger of that is Manchester United one, and the second Chelsea. Second right now is Chelsea and United, the most gullible to go out of the top six. The other top four for now, I think, are secure in the fact that they've had. decent enough seasons to rebuild on making to build on that no to rebuild on it to you know then try and fight for the championship teams like arsenal spurs liverpool liverpool and city are different class let's put them away for yeah. the second right now but if you're talking about other teams which are trying to chase the title and the dream to win the premier league i think arsenal and spurs i mean spurs has been the most consistent team over the past 8 9 years consistently second third third fourth they've not gone out of the champions league for the past 5 6 years now and they've been doing really well right the fact of the matter is mauricio pochettino came this close all right liverpool on the day played extremely good football and you know you might just say because it was a wonderful season bro the tournament that liverpool had they deserved to win the champions league but don't take anything away from a man like mauricio pochettino it was a se- season we'll never forget you remember tottenham's run you forget let me finish my point this is not about liverpool i know it's about tottenham it's about tottenham yeah so my point is about pochettino your klopp agreed everyone's giving him i just want to take a moment to respect the man called pochettino because and the club Goals. called Goals. spurs which is being run by a man called danny levy because that one man has shown so much faith in a manager who's not won him trophies for so long but has consistently given him profits yes not lifted only their level not only that in over the last 18 months they've not signed anyone and to still be that consistent in a in a league which is the most competitive league in the world like if you look at fucking bundesliga league one you can have bad games and still win the fucking uh, championship yeah. but in england you fuck up in one game like the stvg slip it's over yeah the that dream time is gone. this time also the draws to west ham and everton cost liverpool dearly they had one too many draws they had no losses but that doesn't fucking take away from the fact that the only reason that they couldn't fucking win it was because Yes, you have been playing a consistent eleven, but you know what? Manchester City have rotated the squad much better and still managed to come out one point above you. 
that shows that Guardiola never trusted the same eleven to go out and do the job for him every again. day. He trusted again and his again. Eight of players. Yeah, his squad. Independent enough to go out. There were people like that uh, left back Russian for him or right back Russian. Zinchenko. Zinchenko. Nigga is like a fucking crazy playmaker. Right and second. He's like an unknown commodity to the world of football. So the way he started playing that day, right? And Phil Foden, he scored out of nowhere. You see people like these come in. And the reason for that is that Guardiola has won a treble. He has shown that even having 11 is not enough. You need to have 22 of the same caliber to be able to perform and deliver trophies. So that if one guy is injured, otherwise he can step in. Injury. It's about having players to compete for a position like Kevin De Bruyne making each other better Kevin De Bruyne you put him at the level of Eden Hazard right but Pep Guardiola has put Kevin De Bruyne Riyad Mahrez Leroy Sané Raheem Sterling on on the same pedestal so if you don't perform there is another nigger always there to take your position right so you're never secure of your position but in a team like Liverpool where you know the main player is Salah and behind him you have Shakiri and you have the rest and the line follows but they only get to play when Salah either is injured or requires rest right that creates a kind of a notion in a player's yeah. mind that he's not required at the moment so that he doesn't guaranteed starter Salah he doesn't work as hard as maybe a Leroy Sane or Shakiri might not work as hard as a Sane uh, as a Sane because Sane knows he might get the next or the next to next game but with Shakiri, he knows that for a fact that Salah is going to keep starting until the time he's tired. And I think this is a major difference in the philosophies of Klopp and Pep Guardiola. This is one thing that if you look at Arsenal also, they also tried to do it the Liverpool way last season. They over-relied on Aubameyang, Mesut Ozil and the result was Too Ozil, Ozil burnt out. Much. He was giving wrong Way passes. before the season. So he was rested a lot. Then they said he was injured when he wasn't. And then when he came on finally, he was very erratic in form. But so their midfield was gone. Arsenal heavily relied upon 4-5 players just like Liverpool have been over the past 3 years. And I think they are going to move away from that now because if you look at the defence, right, they have been overly relying on one or two good players to carry the entire defensive line. Liverpool have changed that. From having one person who's performing on the day, they have four who are performing the entire season. That is something that changes facts, man. Like Virgi. Like Virgi Van Dyke, right? Not only Virgil, even people like Gomez, right? And people like your Lovrens and your Robertsons and Van You know why Liverpool and- didn't buy Delict because of Gomez? Okay. Because we have Agreed. a 21-year-old guy. Agreed. And you're not a club that goes for fancy players and for players which are overpriced because that is not the Liverpool way. You try to get a player who is reasonably good, but he is supposed to be world-class apart. Who will make the squad better. And I think Liverpool's transfer strategies has been the reason why Liverpool has been able to get players at a rate which other clubs can't even afford. For example, I'll just give you an example. Like, you bought Suarez for how much, right? We got him for 23 million. That was it. If we went into Ajax at that time to buy him from Ajax, Ajax would have charged us anywhere between 50 to 55 million for a Suarez. Because they know no, with the, the kind of financial wealth, it doesn't matter. The player's price, for the, so the player's price, according, if you go in for a player today, like a... Like a Randon Van Basakha, right? Yeah. Like, and and Liverpool was like in the race to win him. It wouldn't have been a 50 mil evaluation because Liverpool is a team which right now has the power to get up and leave. Right? 
teams like crystal palace still want as much money but if they can offload a player like aaron van basakha to a champion league, champions look, league club look 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 they will the thing that happened is that when once neymar went to psg the whole transfer market crashed everything became haywire it didn't crash it the valuations of every player went up exactly you know what i'm talking every football fan knows that so fucking you guys if if manchester manchester united weren't interested in suarez and if they would have been he wouldn't have cost them more than 33 35 but more, we would still have had to pay more than what liverpool paid is my point my yeah, point is that liverpool's that. strategy in the transfer market has been never to go for the overpriced players but to go for players who perform on paper and that sometimes yielded results sometimes it didn't so has been atletico's policy if you look at the, them through the years yes. look at their all their departments their strikers their midfielders again what is the difference between diego simeone and a jurgen klopp i think jurgen klopp plays more attacking minded football correct jurgen klopp is more of an attacking kinded minded coach whereas diego simeone wants to cover his defense first before thinking with, about with attacking the, with, yeah like he wants to shut the gate get a clean sheet and then think about scoring that is the reason why atletico madrid is not a team that will demolish teams like hetafe 5-0 6-0 like a barcelona real does because they don't play with the same freedom that a barca or real madrid players get from their coach diego simeone runs a tight ship like a jose mourinho all right it's a yeah. very packed it's a very formation and a very very critical kind of a, like a you know team setup which allows their players to play disciplined football for that you require a player to be completely in sync with the coach when you're running big clubs that is one thing which is very difficult and jurgen klopp is also of the same breed he has made the players believe in attacking he football he let go of balotelli without even giving him a chance because he knows that guy won't that's not even it spoil the whole that's point that's not my point my point is that Jurgen Klopp made the players believe in his attacking minded strategies that meant people like James Milner who for the past 7 8 months before Jurgen Klopp showed was playing a very defensive game left back he was playing a very very defensive game but since Jurgen Klopp has come on in a way his mentality of playing football has changed completely for Liverpool absolutely correct that is something that comes only with the caliber of the manager you have and him instilling the that so, thing through his coming players. back to your first and original point which we started about 10 minutes back that do you think lampard is going to what do you think about lampard right yeah. my thinking of people like lampard and oligon as allshire is that they haven't been weighted enough for the players to believe in them completely in their strategies you know they they are running big clubs with big egos and players who are on massive salaries probably more than what a frank lampard would have been at his day or a oligona would have been at his day so there is a difference in mentality there's a difference in tactics there's a difference in the love for the club you know players like solshire and lampard love are legends club. for love the their yeah club. they love their club man yeah. they breathe they breathe their colors yeah that's why he did choose to go back okay fine but the players who play today and the modern game of football players aren't in the same mindset as players like a lampard was when he was playing or a gerard was or a 
of a mind enough that he it's time to move on he's done so well at tottenham you know what i think will happen next season don't hate me man you fans but i think like i hope not but if ole does bad in the next 3 4 months it's going to be a lot of pressure on him if the results go bad and then just by chance if he does get sacked this guy they would go for pochettino which i think would be a good manager for you guys in the long run that's what i mean like we will go for pochettino next year if ole you know, gunnar solskjaer doesn't saying, work out yeah he, because exactly. because pochettino will have the bank balance and second he will have the respect of players which is very important today in a game like football where money is everything today it doesn't take a genius how, to realize how do you think those egos of that chelsea dressing room are going to like instill all those beliefs which lampard is Well I think Lampard has been long enough in the Chelsea dressing room to know about 85% of those players personally. Yeah. You know, if you look at the journeys of most of those players at some point of time they have played with or against uh Frank Lampard. Lampard was probably their idol too. And Lampard was a legend of the game. So they have that mutual respect for Lampard. They know what Lampard But believes listen, in. Listen, listen to me. My another point is that Lampard just has one season as a manager. No experience. Do you know what that is? And Roman Abramovich goes and signs him for three years. Just after yes, three years. One season of him being a manager. Yes. Seriously. Yes. Because they were in dire straits and Sari was about to leave at Chelsea because the style of football that Chelsea play was no, completely different from at Chelsea. I, I'm, I'm totally disagreeing with he you. You can't say he fucking failed. He won the Europa League. He won a trophy that season. He just didn't fail. You wouldn't have okay, bought agreed. him if he failed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He won the Europa League and agreed today. That's a big prize for teams. But for teams like Chelsea, fail. which are carried by one player. This season has been defined by Hazard how carried a Chelsea struggling team. He knew he is going to carry. Do you remember last last summer when Hazard wanted to leave the whole summer? So they tried to convince him stay for one.